Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show on a Tuesday this week. As real as I can't do tomorrow, so like, <laughs> I'll do today, because that's the power that I have. Thank you very much for joining me here live on YouTube. I never say this, well, it depends where you listen. Like, if you're listening on audio right now, which I was about to pimp, because I'm on iTunes, Google, Podcasts, Spotify, all those things, you can find us on there. But then, if you're watching on YouTube, so other way around, you're listening on podcasts, you need to come over to YouTube live, 1pm BST, on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and you do that by searching for Simon Miller, or uh, by going to literally youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules, and you can join in live, which is what we're doing right now. So thank you to everyone that is doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can support me at patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's loads of rewards in there. You can get a postcard. You can get a t-shirt. You can come on the podcast. Uh, what else? You get personalized messages, uh, Q&As, all that stuff. Head over there, link in the description. Uh, and of course, uh, at Simon316 on Twitter, on Instagram. And if you are on YouTube, uh, you want to ask a question? Super Chat is there, and that's how we do it. Right, where on earth do we even uh, where do we even begin? I guess we begin with Bray Wyatt. The it, it was weird. Like I, ever since we started doing the Bray Wyatt stuff, I was like, right, when do we pull the trigger? When is the reveal or whatever this is going to be revealed? Because really, that was the make or break for all of these, as we've learned not just in WWE but in life in general. If you don't have a good payoff, as excited as we could get about anything, it's like, is it going to be worth it? Is it going to be, you know, something that's worth the investment of our time? Because when it's not, and again, WWE does this quite a lot, you stop investing, you stop buying in because it becomes boy who cried wolf. Like if I tell you for six weeks, oh man, on the, on the, in six weeks, on the sixth episode of this podcast, I'm going to have the biggest guest ever. And the next week, I'm like, oh, it's so big. You're not going to believe me. You're like, oh, who's it going to be? And then it's like my mum. I love my mum. My mum is a wonderful human being. But I imagine to most of you guys, you'd be like, I can't believe we bought up into, you know, we bought into all this hype and it's just Simon Miller's mum. You'd probably be expecting John Cena or Stone Cold Steve Austin or even someone a bit sort of below that, like Drew McIntyre or Baron Corbin. And then it's just my mum. My mum would probably be better than uh, Baron Corbin, to be honest, given the current, uh, you know, sort of feelings towards Baron Corbin. But that's my point. WWE didn't hold back. We had, what, three? I feel like it's three Firefly Funhouses. I feel like this is the fourth. I could be wrong. It feels like it's the fourth. Kind of like that, because in my head, I thought there'd be six. Maybe I read this or maybe I made this up. But in my head, I think I said, I think we'll have six of these. So this makes sense. You do it now. I think you probably do need to get them on TV quite soon. But you could probably smash out a couple of more to try and identify what this character is. Let's just talk about the character anyway. So he's got... To, let's talk about the whole segment. The whole segment was great. He comes on. He does his owie-wowie, booey-tooey, googly-wiggly catchphrases. And it's all bright like it has been. You see Rambling Rabbit, who's had his head reattached after being decapitated last week, which uh, now I'm actually... This has just popped into my head. I guess that's symbolism... Because that's kind of showing, that's almost like Bray Wyatt, right? Bray Wyatt tore himself apart and now he's sewn himself back together. It was quite quick as well, which I enjoyed. He tells us that he's got a secret and he can't hold it on anymore and he wants to tell everybody. So he, you know, he basically, you know, you have these flashbacks to these hurt heel hands that we've seen over the last few weeks. You get all the crazy effects. It starts cutting and toing to, you know, like terrifying dolls. And who else, you know, just a pretty creepy, I would say like a standard horror thing, but a standard horror thing done well. And that's fine. You have to, you know, you have to rewrite the rule book. And then we cut to Bray Wyatt with the back to the camera. Straight away, his attire, I can't explain. I think he had like red pants on and a big trench coat. But to me, and I kind of felt this instantly. And I saw online a lot of people saying the same thing. So that was good. It kind of, it was very Beetlejuice inspired and not in a bad way at all. Beetlejuice is creepy. It just had a Tim Burton spin to it, which made it feel a bit more comical. And it was a comedy movie with Michael Keaton. Anyway, he turns around and the mask he has on, there ain't no two ways about it. Bray Wyatt listens to Slipknot. He 100% listens to Slipknot because that is a Slipknot type mask. And let's not forget, if we go back to 1999, when I believe Slipknot's album first debuted, still one of the greatest debut albums ever, by the way, in terms of if you're trying to capture a sound, no one sounds more pissed off and more angry than Slipknot. Absolutely brilliant. 
to this day. To this day, it still sounds angry. It's, they've never sounded angrier, and they've never sounded more more pissed off. But yeah, I mean, Bray Wyatt looked completely terrifying, I thought. I thought it was an awesomely delivered segment. It gave me chills in a, in a oh my gosh, this is cool, but also kind of disturbing, a disturbing point of, sort of a disturbing way. And it's the best, in terms of you know, eliciting a response from me and getting me uh, emotionally involved, maybe not emotionally involved, but just tapping into something inside of me, this is the best thing Raw has done in ages. It was working anyway, because every week I thought, oh, what's Bray Wyatt going to do today? What's Bray Wyatt going to do today? And now that we've got the payoff and it's really cool, I love it. And we have the point is, there's so much good to take away with this. One, Bray Wyatt is cool again. And that's the one, you know, that's something we were desperate for before he went away. But it also goes to show no matter how much a character gets buried, if you come up with the right idea and the right spin and the right pathway, you can rehab someone in a month. That's essentially what we've done with Bray Wyatt. We, don't, we weren't sure when we first saw Firefly Funhouse. We gave it the benefit of the doubt. That benefit of the doubt has paid off, and we got you know, a great payoff. There's still more to do. There's still absolutely more to do. We need to see what's going... To, you know, how does this translate to being a wrestler? How does this translate into a feud? How does this differ from the last Bray Wyatt? Because ultimately, Bray Wyatt needs to start winning matches. That's why he went off so off the rails before. He never won. So it's certainly not you know, done and dusted, but we need to, we need to, we, we need to see where it's going to go. But, it, you know, in regards to these vignettes and what I saw, what, like 12 hours ago, whenever the hell it was, excellent. Really, really, really good stuff. And the mask is, because it's hard to come up with a scary mask, and that sounds stupid, but you don't want to be cliched, and, and it was slightly cliched. Again, it's all about the execution, because so many times in the past, we've seen people try to be scary, quote unquote, and they fail, right? They fail because it doesn't work as intended. But this was just a screwed up thing. And it was overproduced. And that's not fair. It had a lot of production values in it, but it needed those production values. Like everything from the creepy music to the atmosphere that it created to the music. It all was just, it was all just brilliant. It was all just brilliant. And I, 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 I would he be on Raw next week? Maybe, Maybe. I, I mean, that is after Money in the Bank. It's after a pay-per-view, so why not? In fact, that probably will be what happened. But I think you could I think you could still get two more Firefly Fun Houses after it, as Bray Wyatt does, does terrifying things. Maybe you could do both. Maybe he could be on Raw and you have one of them. Again, could be overkill. But the point is, it's not too far away from the Bray Wyatt we remember, because it's still... You know, Bray Wyatt was always creepy and always a bit unsettling, and this is too. And now we have to... Be careful with it, because as we've seen before, these things can go sideways, even when we don't want them to go down the tube, even though we don't want to. So let's tiptoe around it and keep our fingers crossed and see what happens. But as of right now, I'm going to be positive, because if you don't know, my name is Simon Miller, and I'm a positive chap. I'm not going to crap all over it, just because that's the fun thing to do, because it genuinely, it genuinely got me excited. And yes, if you haven't seen it, if you're not into watching Raw right now, I'd still absolutely track it down on social media or YouTube or whatever, and I'd have it, um, I'd have it, uh, you know, give it a little watch. And the other question is, who does he take on? Like, who's who's his first feud against? You know, I don't even know what the options would be. I mean, is he on Raw? Is he on SmackDown? Who? I mean, could he fight the Miz? And that's a weird one, but I assume the Miz's feud with Shane McMahon's going to be wrapped up. And to me, the Miz is somebody you can sacrifice, maybe even literally, to Bray Wyatt, and nobody would get pissed off. For example, if Bray Wyatt comes in, who would get mad? Actually, you know, I think Bray Wyatt could be anyone. I was going to say, let's say he got put on SmackDown, he beat Kofi Kingston for the title. Even if he did that, I think I don't think anybody would moan that much. I really, 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 really don't. But e- either way, the highlight of Raw. Uh, you can see what I thought about it on ups and downs in around about 51 minutes time. If you don't know when we are done here, and this is more for the live crowd than the than the on-demand crowd. But yeah, we do head on over to What Culture Wrestling and we do ups and downs live because that's how the world works. But as a big fan, as you can probably tell, and it's kind of incredible how this really stands out uh, out of all of... I just remember my notes are over here. I need my notes. But yeah, it kind of stands out over all of Raw at the moment. Not that I necessarily thought this week's episode of Raw was bad. I have no idea what anybody thinks anymore. Like last week's Raw was not good, but I was still surprised about how much backlash there was. I think it was the wildcard Raw. And don't get me wrong, the wildcard Raw has already been shot in the face. It's, it is it is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous <laughs> what's happened to the wildcard Raw. I mean, there was four 
Someone tweeted me saying there was five. I don't count Shane McMahon because the Shane, the Shane McMahon thing, we'll start there. The Shane McMahon thing is ridiculous anyway because somehow Shane McMahon is now the GM of both shows and he's brought back the authority. I don't know when that happened. We must have had our attention grabbed by somebody else. So I don't really think he counts. And if he does count, he's Shane McMahon anyway. And to be fair, before the wild card rule came into effect, Shane McMahon was popping up all over the show anyway, or the shows, I should say. So I, I, other than that, I didn't write them down. I should have done. But of course, it was... Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Elias, and Apollo Crews. There were your four. The Apollo Crews was the funniest one. I didn't have that in my notes at first. And then I had to wait for someone on the, on the screen to tell me, oh, he's from SmackDown. I was like, oh, he is. I mean, talk about the brand split being dead. But the real, they did notify me there. But otherwise, I don't think the commentators did a great job at all in kind of stressing, oh, the wildcard rule, what's going to happen? It's already become part and parcel of the universe that we've created using WWE's own terms. And really, it kind of just feels done so we can put Roman Reigns back on Raw. Is he going to be on SmackDown too? Because I don't think that's the best idea. I'm not saying he is going to be. Like, I like Roman Reigns, whether I'm in the minority or anymore or not. And I thought the, you know, these what Roman's done slash what he came back from video promos are awesome. I genuinely think that. And every time I see one, I'm like, none of this matters. That's the only thing that matters in wrestling in the last decade, is that a man came back from a disease that could have killed him. What an inspirational, motivational thing that is. But it's not, I don't think it's going to, I think you're going to fall back into old ways, which is what we don't want to do. So that kind of sucked. But I, I, aside from that and a few other foibles I have, I thought it was an okay show. I didn't think it was the best show ever, but I thought there was a lot of good to take uh, to take away from it. The Bray Wyatt thing being the highest point on the show. And just below that, I love the Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro uh, fight. I, uh, you know, it was, it was no, again, because WWE doesn't care about beating Cesaro, Cesaro lost to, to Rey Mysterio, but he didn't really lose because he, we live in crazy 2019 wrestling world where if you do, if you are a good wrestler and you have a good wrestling performance, everybody's on your side anyway. And that's kind of what I felt like here. Like maybe it ties into Sunday. Obviously what's Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. That was teased throughout the night as well. Maybe Cesaro runs in and gets involved in that, and we have a three-way for the U.S. Championship. I'm okay with that. They're all great. But the match was superb. Um, you know, it, there's nothing. It was, it was the kind of match that I want WWE to do more of. Like two, I don't think I've ever seen Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro, although I'm sure I have. But still, it felt fresh. We got a clean winner, and it, it got me excited. I felt excited after that because I think it was that match and then the Bray Wyatt promo. So you had these back-to-back -back segments. I'm like, Roy's great right now. And I also liked all the stuff with the money in the bank. Not necessarily, again, the this going back to the Bray Wyatt stuff. I don't think the execution with the Sami Zayn-Braun Strowman match was what I would have done personally, given the criticisms recently. But taking Braun Strowman out of the money in the bank match and putting Sami Zayn in, I'm all for that. 100%. Like, it sucked that Braun Strowman had to get the last word and chuck Sami Zayn through a table because it just came across like there's all these rumors at the moment and who knows how true rumors are but there's all these rumors at the moment that Braun Strowman's got a little bit of uh heat or whatever the word you want to use on him because he he screwed up a WrestleMania 35 spot uh, among with other bits and pieces who knows right but that's what this screamed of at the end it felt like okay this is not us doing anything with Sami this is just a way to punish Braun because Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre came out to beat the crap out of Strowman after Strowman had beat the crap out of Sami Zayn and they literally held Sammy Dane down on top of Braun Strowman so he'd get the pin. I just think that's going back to the well. I don't think we ever need to see any combination of Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin together. And we keep seeing... to, And I, I do get it from a storyline point of view. If I was Drew McIntyre or Baron Corbin, hell no, do I want Braun Strowman in the match? He's the biggest dude. You want to take him out in your head, you'd look at Sammy Zayn and go, oh, he'd be the easier choice. So it was really difficult for me, that one, because I loved what happened, but I didn't like how we got there at all. And usually you want it to be, well, no, you want them both to be good. But so, yeah, that was a bit, but that's cool, right? Sami Zayn's in Money in the Bank. And I mean, Ricochet also lost to Baron Corbin on this night, which is, that was hard to swallow. But it's kind of got me thinking, I, I'm probably being too positive here, but hey, that's what I do. That's my whole thing. I have seen WWE do this with people before. I don't think Ricochet is going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, but I am more excited now that he could do because he lost to Baron Corbin. Because usually WWE thinks, well, they're going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. We can just... It doesn't matter if they lose for a few weeks on TV because as soon as they get that briefcase, they're going to feel relevant and exciting again. And more or less, that has been the case. It has worked before. And with Braun, I never thought Braun would win it because he won it last year. But have everybody in there, if Drew McIntyre's not going to win it, and I don't think it's the right time now because Drew kind of feels like he's 
floating, not his fault, just the way he's been booked. I'd love to see someone with Ricochet with it. I just, I feel like we need good vibes on Raw. So don't give it to a heel with the briefcase, even though that is more fun. Give it to Ricochet, who we all love. Ricochet is so beloved that I think even if he did cash in, which is really a heel move to cash in, he'd get away with it. He'd be like a punk or a Brian or uh, an Edge, I guess, uh, the sort of latter day after he'd done it once. But yeah, so it wasn't, again, hilariously, haha, it was a very up and down show. But again, there's moments in there that I like, like everything between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, where we're using old footage from WCW and the NWA and whatever else they threw in there. I'm like, yes, do this. You own the footage. Or if not, you can go out there and buy the footage. I don't think anyone's going to say no. Who doesn't want some money in their bank pocket? And it just made it feel more like a fight. It made it feel like, more like a, a legacy match. And it made it feel more real, just because I got to see Seth Rollins and AJ Styles fighting in some gymnasium in, a, in an NWA match. So again, we have made changes. It's just so annoying that we keep going back to the quote-unquote status quo. I also couldn't believe that we started off with Ms. TV. Someone tell me what Ms. TV is. What is Ms. TV? What is Ms. TV? Because I have absolutely no idea. It, back in the... I, I'm, I won't say this too much, because I talk about this on ups and downs, but... Ms. TV and all talk shows used to, not so much Ms. TV, other talk shows used to work because you'd be away from the ring and you'd have like a barber shop or you'd have the Piper's Pit where he looked like he was Jay Leno or whatever. Now we just put a ring apron down and put some chairs in the ring. The Kevin Owens show is going on, is going to start SmackDown later and you just know it's going to look the same. So it's just a promo. Stop calling it Ms. TV. Stop calling it the Kevin Owens show. I know that makes me sound really like a pedant. Like what difference does it make? But it does make a difference because we could actually use the talk show format for what it's meant to do, which is give your eyes a visual break, which then makes you more interested in the show because it doesn't feel like wash, rinse, repeat. And I've talked about those for a lot, but the fact we started off here with The Miz, I was like, no, <laughs> Dude, don't, don't, don't try and pull the wool over on my eyes where obviously it's quite clear, uh, it's quite clear what's going on. But ultimately, you know, I liked, I liked that Nikki Cross got used. Uh, I'm not saying she got used in the best possible way, but sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade and go, it's far better her being used than just sat in nothingness. Like, where's EC3, right? Hopefully Heavy Machinery will be featured more, but I'm sure there's other guys. Where's Jinder Mahal and loads of other dudes? At least Nikki Cross got on television, and that to me is a huge step forward. And I like Nikki Cross. She had a, a four-way match, not the best thing I've ever seen, but she won, which is great because she's not in Money in the Bank and everybody else is. Talking of the women, I like the, the double contract signing too. I thought the double contract signing was great. I really, really, really did. It was nice and simple. Um, I think those three women play off... Excuse me, I drank some water before we started. I think those three women play off each other fabulously. I don't know how Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch is going to go, but I think they've constructed a pretty decent feud. Um, when Lacey Evans <laughs> made that line about Becky's come dressed like she wants to have a fight in the barn. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Excuse me. I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. So, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 there, were some, there were some decent elements. There were, even the tag match at the start, Roman and Miz versus Lashley and Elias. At least it was different, right? I've never seen those lineups. I don't really understand what's going on with Bobby Lashley. He seems to have been utterly derailed. He's got no feud. And it seems like it ties into all the Leah Rush stuff. Leah Rush, again, apparently got taken off TV because he complain too much or broke some kind of backstage etiquette i don't know but i don't see why that has to affect lashley and because there was let's just segue into our next part well we'll do everything as we always do but at one moment it seemed like it was going to be lashley versus goldberg and they were going at it on twitter i think Meltzer and the wrestling observer wrote something about it and then it's taker versus goldberg it's the undertaker versus bill goldberg on wwe saudi arabia show which is called superstar showdown and yes you have heard that before because that was the same name that wwe used in melbourne last year i don't mind that so much because i actually think it's good if we start calling all our someone from a different country paid for a random event at least we know by branding it superstar showdown i would guess they've done it because crown jewel came a dirty word and if you use superstar showdown you don't they can pretend you're talking about the melbourne show but hey man at least we brand them that way. At least we're branding them as this doesn't matter. But there is another way to look at it. Like the three matches so far, Taker versus Goldberg, Triple H versus Orton, not bad, and a 50-man battle royal. Given that ratings aren't where they need to be, aren't these kind of things we should build to, to SummerSlam with? As a thought, not the 50-man battle royal. That's just a way to get everybody on the show and to take up some time. And I'm not saying that I want to see Triple H versus Randy Orton. But if you, at the moment, if you did set up programs with Undertaker and Goldberg on TV, and again, I know this is a short-term fix, right? I understand we can't keep focusing on the past and nostalgia. But right now, we need 
um, you know, we need, we need to, I think, I, I don't think you can worry about that. I think right now you need to use your old stars, especially because they're fighting each other and not young guys. You need to use your old stars to a certain extent to bring the casual fans or at least the, the widespread fan back to the product and then make sure everything else you've got on that show is brilliant. So if you don't know who Seth Rollins is, you tune in and you think, oh, wow, Taker versus Goldberg. But who's this Seth Rollins guy? I don't care that Taker and Goldberg aren't on the next show because of Seth Rollins. And we're not doing that. We're giving it away on a random Saudi card that nobody likes anyway because nobody likes the Saudi Arabia shows. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Even Triple H Orton. I think I've seen Triple H Orton enough. Was it WrestleMania 28 when they had that match where they tried to kill each other in the build-up and then had a wrestling match and put each other in wrist locks? You're like, you guys hate each other. You broke into each other's houses. What are you giving wrist locks for? But that surprised me this week. I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite comprehend that. Especially when, I mean, I'm sure Taker and Goldberg will be on Raw leading up to that event. But if you started doing it now and building it to SummerSlam, I think that's really exciting. Don't make it your main event. Just have Taker versus Goldberg. They're not going to do anything else. And again, then stack your card. Stack all your young guys up. Do the matches everybody wants to see. Do another Rey Mysterio Andrade match. Do Samoa Joe versus, pff, I don't know, who'd he be amazing with? AJ Styles. I know we've seen it, but I'd maybe not that. Uh, shout out to, oh, your name just vanished. Damn chat. Shout out to Richard Dalloway. Get the hand on the heart as always in the super chat. Again, please do. Uh, any support in the super chat would be most welcome. And I'll answer whatever question would you would like, such as this. Were you asked to join Cultaholic when they split? Uh, the truth is, no, I wasn't. That was, the, that was those guys' own thing. Um, I didn't really even know about it that much. But, you know, again, really just pleased to see they're doing well. I'm very happy at what culture is as simple as that. Like it's like the wrestling world. There's always there's always room for competition. Hopefully, it makes everybody perform even better and, and, and offers some and offers some choice. But uh, but no no that was that was that was never on the cards. Uh, but still talk to them every now and then. Not as much as I used to. Probably not as much as I would like. But as long as they're well, as long as they're happy, and as long as they're healthy, Simon Miller is a happy dude. So yeah, all the Superstar Showdown uh, stuff came out. Do let me know in the comments as well what you thought about Raw last night. I thought it was okay. I don't think it was brilliant, like I say. There were certainly elements that we still need to... Uh, it wasn't really an explosive Raw where there was loads to talk about, but I thought it was far more entertaining than the one last week. You know, by the time we got into it, I was like, yeah, you know, at well, the end of it, I should say. I was like, yeah, it's watchable. It was watchable. I thought it was... I did. I thought it was okay. I did. What, what, what can I say? Aside from questionable decision with Ricochet and... The revival popped up and said, we know we've been embarrassed, but you won't embarrass us no more. I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Good luck with that. You will be embarrassed. Um, also, this is quite cool. Uh, Uke's um, rival wrestling game. Uh, well, they're creating their own rival wrestling game. I had to read the story about 10 times before I understood. They're basically doing what WWE did after they bought WCW and they wanted to make Raw and SmackDown when they did the brand split for the first time. They created their own competition. So it certainly seems like maybe people at Ukes or 2K feel like the games are stagnating or they need to kick up the arse or they just need to offer something different. They don't want to break their main offering because if I'm sure it still sells well and makes them money. So, you know, you don't, if, if, it ain't brick, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I think, we, I think for a while we've needed to inject some kind of life into the wrestling uh, genre from a WWE point of view. I know Fire Pro is great. And this is what they're going to do. How this is going to work internally, I don't know. But I did think it was a fascinating story where you have your own company coming up with a rival a rival wrestling game. Uh, and I really, really hope that maybe they focus on more of a slow-paced, no-mercy, obviously, WrestleMania 2000 approach. Because that way, if you don't like that, you don't know what it is. That's what I would do. There's loads of cool wrestling retro games coming up. The Blue Meanies associated with one. But WWE can do that too. You can come up with a completely different thing that, again, it's much like Raw right now where you want to bring back those old fans. If you have this whole fan base that used to play wrestling games, they're not playing the 2K series, make a game that appeals to them and then you've, you're ticking all the boxes. I quite like this news. I think it will be quite interesting. And if they do it right, it will be really interesting because no one's making wrestling games right now for WWE because you can't. Because 2K and Ukes in, in this sense and whoever the 2K studio is, Vicarious Visions, whatever they are, I can't remember what they're called. They're, um, yeah, you know, that they have all the all the power. So I don't know whether they're hiring new people in, whether they're getting the old people in. But if you're a fan of WWE games, like Here Comes the Pain, again, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, whichever one of the SmackDown versus Raw is the best, there will too many. Let's get all those great ideas that have just vanished 
And let's let, let's do it. And you've got to know that AEW is probably planning a video game. If you've got Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and Cody Rhodes, don't forget Cody Rhodes wears Zelda um, Triforces on his boots. Of course they're going to make a wrestling game. Of course they know how much, uh, how much wrestling fans love all that stuff. And it is. It's a Ukes brand split. Well, let's hope it's better than the WWE one. Shout out to Big T Sutt in the Super Chat. You say that the Saudi shows don't matter, but the Best in the World story got a WrestleMania match as it's ending, so they must mean something. They absolutely do mean something. And in terms of the money break they bring in, they probably mean even more than WrestleMania from a financial point, maybe not from a financial point of view. But they do mean something, but they don't mean anything to fans. And that's the point. And I think if you were to take even the Shane McMahon Miz stuff, uh, the Best in the World story, and put that on SummerSlam, I think it would have been taken far more seriously and far more appreciative, far more appreciated than what we did um, at Crown Jewel. That's my point. But you're right, they do matter. I would say from a WWE point of view, they're likely up there. You know, I, they probably look at SummerSlam, Raw Rumble, WrestleMania, and that, because it makes them, at, at, you know, taking morals outside of it, which we shouldn't do, but for the process of this conversation, of course it does. But I'd much rather see it at SummerSlam. I'd much rather see it at the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or Survivor Series and build it to something that people actually want to watch. That's the problem. People don't want to watch the Saudi Arabia shows. They just don't. That's the truth. They find it off-putting. They don't like it. But yeah, so anyway, you've got a rival wrestling game coming out. Go read the article if you can. The whatculture.com one is good just because if I had to, it was such a, you'd never hear it. It's like EA going to make another football game or another uh, American football game if you're American. You're like, wait a minute, what? But it's good. It's the right thing to do. We need options. We need choice. So yeah, I'm all about this. Uh, obviously, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch sent the internet into crazy town this week when Seth Rollins posted a picture of him kissing Becky. So all those rumors are out there now. I don't really like commenting on these too much because I'm just like, good for them. They, it's nice that they're in a relationship and that they get to share the road together. It's, like, it's just nice. I imagine it's really hard being a WWE guy and having those kind of schedules. If you know you can do it with someone that you've got feelings for and you enjoy being around, and obviously you get rid of the struggles that you have at home because I could completely understand you know, a wife or a husband is a bit like, well, they're never around. It was great. I think Seth Rollins' Instagram posted 700,000 likes and he's got something like 3 million followers. And you look at all the rest of them. His I had to look because I was interested. His average is like 100,000. I was like, wow, people, people are invested, man. You just know that's going to transpire on TV eventually too. I would say before the end of 2019, we are getting Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins taking on Charlotte and Andrade on TV or a pay-per-view or WrestleMania next year. I'm saying it now. That's going to make my table wobble, but I wanted to smash it. That will happen within 12 months. We'll go at the end of the year because that way I can incorporate WrestleMania too. I don't think they'll be able to help themselves. It's a new John Cena and Nikki Bella. Oh no, they're going to have a reality program soon and it's going to be called like, Rollinch. <laughs> if that happens now, you heard it here first. WWE Rollinch come inside the secret world of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Simon is pro wrestling show. Uh, Cynical Ninja in the super chat. Always appreciate it, Cynical Ninja. Is Nikki Cross getting a sort of push or just a one-time thing? This is the problem, right? We don't know because WWE changes their mind on a whim. Usually, I'd say they come up with this really cool idea that Nikki Cross is going to start talking to other wrestlers backstage as a normal human being and not crazy Nikki Cross. But I say make it, they may drop it next week. Oh, we'll talk about Mojo Rawley in a minute too. On that note, but I did like I like the I like the 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 sort of one eighty opposite way. I thought that was great. So when she was talking to uh, Alexa Bliss backstage about you know they were just having a chat before she got put in the fatal four way instead of Alexa. She was just normal Nikki Cross. And it was interesting if you follow her career, especially. Oh, that's weird. But in the ring, she was nuts again. Even at the end, she had, even at the end of the segment with Alexa, had a big grin on her face, that crazy Nikki Cross. I really liked it. I thought it was really good character development. I thought it was really intriguing. The match wasn't the best thing I'd ever seen. All the promos around it were a bit like. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to criticize this because we've taken a character that a lot of us wanted to see. And I thought we did something interesting with it. But you're right. If it now vanishes, what was the point? And that does happen all the time. And the biggest problem when you do that is, again, to what Mojo Rawley in a second, the biggest problem that you can do that is you just stop believing in it. I couldn't believe, not only did Mojo Rawley have a match on Raw, he beat Apollo Crews in one minute. I mean, there's loads of things we can criticize. One, why did Apollo Crews make his way all the way over from SmackDown to lose to Mojo Rawley? And two, what is that blue goop on Mojo Rawley's face? Oh, it's meant to represent a shattered mirror. That's terrible. 
<laughs> I still like it because fine. Look, if you're going to have Mojo Rawley on that many segments and finally do something with him after I've been going, where's Mojo Rawley? Where's Mojo Rawley? Where's Mojo? Blah blah blah. I'm going to give you a positive positive feedback because otherwise, if I don't, I'm just a hypocrite. I can't moan, 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 and then you give it to me. I go, oh, I'm going to moan still. Then you're the problem. There's got to be a line. Uh, shout out to Mike Depew in the super chat. Hand on the heart for Mike. What can Baron Coop Corbin do to make us want to see him? Do you know what? If Baron Corbin had not beaten Ricochet and had only been in that last segment, I would have been fine with it. I think Baron Corbin is all right. I still think we dropped the ball massively by not having him shave his head. I think I think he could still be rinsing that today. I really do. The problem is Baron Corbin, for some reason, has to be featured in multiple segments. And that's not Baron Corbin's fault. He's just being told. And more power for WWE for believing in him. But it's too much. That's the issue. It's too much. I don't... It doesn't, it doesn't, add, doesn't add anything to, to any sort of real degree. And it would be the same with anything. Like, go back, even when Stone Cold Steve Austin was the most over man ever. This is a, a bad example, but it's true. If he was coming out into the ring for like four, four uh, so he had four entrances, the fourth reaction would always be less than the first reaction because that's human nature. That's nothing to do with WWE or Stone Cold Steve Austin because you're excited. Where's Stone Cold? Where's, oh, there he is. Yeah. And by the fourth time, you still want to see him. You love him. It's Stone Cold. Baron Corbin's the opposite way. People don't want to see him right now. For better or worse, we can talk about that till the, the cows come home, but he's overexposed. So to then continually overexpose him, and he also just needs a bit of direction. He's kind of floating right now. The constable thing gave him more direction than ever, but we know what happened there. I was thinking about it too. I don't even think that it's a problem. He wrestles in that suit. I was thinking about IRS the other day. I loved it when I was a kid that IRS wrestled in that stupid suit. I mean, it worked better for IRS because he was meant to be an accountant. And Baron, it did work for Baron Corbin for a while because he was the constable. And I think they just kept him with it. So I'm not entirely against it. In fact, if anything, if, any, if everyone comes out wearing wrestling gear, it gets a bit boring. Like if you do follow me on Twitter at Simon316, my sister doesn't watch wrestling. I don't know what she was doing. I haven't asked her. But she sent me a picture of Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. And she thought they were meant to be the same person. I th I'm sure she was being facetious and it was quite funny. And you could throw Elias in there as well. And Ali to a, you know, to a lesser degree. Obviously, his ethnicity is different, but he's still dude with long black hair and beard. And that I think it was that tied in with just remembering IRS. You know, the more colorful and different you can have your characters, the better. So if Baron Corbin comes out in a suit, at least he looks different to everybody else because he too, well, not anymore, has long hair and a beard, but you take my point. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that it's, um, it's, it's important to... not. I think if we if we just sort of rehab the character a little bit, I think he'd get away with it. But right now it's just like take shots at Baron Corbin season, and we all drag him. We all we all we all drag him down. Um, uh, and obviously the Bret Hart versus Tom McGee documentary is out now. I'm not going to get into it massively because I haven't seen it. But yeah, the 411 is there's this legendary match with Bret Hart versus Tom McGee, which now nobody will like because Tom McGee was doing flips that we see every day in the wrestling world. But you have to watch it within the context of the late 80s. And if you do do that, uh, from what I hear, it's just a brilliant match. And I am going to try and watch it later. And you get uh, who's on there. I think uh, Xbox is on there. Cassius Ono's on there. Some other dude. I think Brett's on it. I don't think Tom McGee's on it. He may be. I don't know. I haven't heard. But um, no, he is on it, actually. He is on it. Because I remember someone said they tracked him down. Uh, and I, so I want to... I, I want to have a look. I want to have a watch of that. But that was the other thing I wanted to mention because people were getting getting quite excited about it. And also, obviously, it's Money in the Bank this Sunday. We'll do another episode this week where we do the predictions. So keep an eye out for that. Obviously, I'll do my longer, uh, bigger predictions on What Culture 2. Do I think this was a particularly good go-home show for Money in the Bank? I guess so, to a certain degree. I mean, I think putting Sami Zayn in the match does put eyes on it. And that's all you really need to do. So that was that was cool enough. Seth versus AJ, I think, has sold itself from the beginning. You either want to see it or you don't. Women's Money in the Bank has been poor. Charlotte, Becky, and all the Lacey Evans stuff, I think, has been good. And we'll see what Bray Wyatt does. We'll see what Bray Wyatt does. Maybe, but WWE hasn't done a good go-home show for a pay-per-view since, like, 1999. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. Money in the Bank in 2011 was great. But my point being is that it, 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 a good, really powerful go-home show seems like a myth to me now. Oh, actually, it also seems... It got... Well, two things. Oh, no, we talked about AEW in the last podcast. Uh, the rap strongly hinted that they have it on a good, a good source that SmackDown is staying at two hours when it moves to Fox. That's two thumbs up. We will get the, the one-hour FS1 show. That's going to be a bit like the UFC uh, sort of panel show they used to do. Uh, but two hours of SmackDown is good. I'd watch an extra hour, but we don't need it. We really don't. We don't need more content right now. 
Uh, Shaw Gearhorn, who I think I always get his name wrong, but I love him. Always supporting. Hey, Simon, I'll be attending Money in the Bank live this Sunday. Well, dude, you've got to let me know how you find that. I think it's sold quite well. Could be wrong. Which match are you looking forward to the most and which would be best for a bathroom break? Let's get it up. Let me get it up on my... This will be on my table. You have to forgive me. Is it in... Uh, it is. I got it in my, in my history, which is good. We get there even quicker. So, the matches... Let's run down the matches. Why not? Becky versus Lacey. Seth Rollins versus AJ. Sammy versus Ricochet versus Drew versus Baron versus Ali versus Finn versus Andrade. Versus Randy Orton in the Money in the Bank men's. Money in the Bank women's. Natalia versus Dana versus Naomi versus Alexa versus Bailey versus Mandy versus Ember versus Carmella. Too many people. We could knock a couple out. Roman versus Elias. Becky versus Charlotte. Miz versus Shane. Kingston versus Owens. Joe versus Ray. And Tony Nese versus Davari. That will be a good match. Which of I are looking forward to the most? I think the men's Money in the Bank match... I think they're always good. They rarely disappoint, and I think they'll go all out. And there's, regardless of what you think about any of those guys, they're talented. And I like the Sami Zayn's in it more than Braun, because Braun was never going to win anyway. It didn't feel like it to me. My bathroom break match, somewhat hilariously, is probably Roman Reigns versus Elias. I like Roman Reigns, and I like Elias, but I'm not invested in it. It just feels like something for him to do. So I, all the Miz versus Sh nah, that could be okay, still cage match. Yeah, I mean, out of everything on there, that would be the one. I'm still interested in it. But if I need to go to the loo, and I know that's coming up, that'd be the one that I'm least interested in. I do think the women's money in the bank hasn't been as good as recent years, but I'm going to put that down. I still, sorry, what I should say is it's still a money in the bank match, and I always like money in the bank. You know, even a bad money in the bank ladder match is usually quite, is usually quite good. Uh, right, we will answer some questions now, as we always do in the second half. Well, actually, no, you know, we won't do that. Let me just check the no news is broke. Every now and then, I, I go to, you know, I finish the podcast, and then I click on, and I'm like, oh man. So here we go. Look, there's details about who created Bray Wyatt's new mask. I mean, that's interesting to me. Um, Tom Savini. That's the horror guy, right? That's pretty cool. I can't remember what he's done. No, I think he's a proper horror guy. Yeah, look at that. Uh, and we talked about Braun Strowman apparently having heat. We'll check one more news site just to make sure there's nothing new to talk about. And while I do do that, I will pimp that, yes, we will answer some questions. So please, if you can support in the super chat, I'll answer your question no matter what it is. There's a video of a cat reacting to Bray Wyatt's new mask. Bray Wyatt's new mask was excellent. Excellent. Just so good. So good. Actually, you know what we should check while we're here? Where can I do it? Let me do it here. Because if you don't know, WWE has stopped uploading clips when Raw is on um, to, to its YouTube channels and social medias. I want to see if it's gone up now. Yeah, it's gone up now. I wonder, it went up nine hours ago. So, well, yeah, well after the show had ended. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Anyway, I just wanted to check. Right, let's answer some questions. I'll just double check the super chat before I go because you can go crazy on YouTube. No, it's all good. So, Bradley Edison. Seeing as Bray now looks like a missing member of Slipknot, do you reckon his new music will follow suit? If I was CFOs, if you were CFOs, how would you approach a new theme from him? Well, I never, I, people used to go crazy at me for this. I never thought Bray White, I liked Bray White's theme and entrance, but I, I never really felt like it suited the character. I know loads of people disagree with me, but I wanted something more creepy with Bray Wyatt. And we kind of got that, but that was all, I don't know what it was. We're all different. We all have, you know, intuition and, and instincts. It just never connected for me. And I always wanted something different. So yes, I think you've got to change everything. It's like the whole Roman Reigns thing. He should be out of the vest and he should have different music just so we don't connect it with the shield. And we don't have that Pavlovian conditioning to go, oh, as some people do. Same with Bray Wyatt. Let's move him away from the music, move him away from the... He's here. The, the candles. We've done all that. We've had it. We don't need to do it again. So I don't know what CFOs can come up with, but whatever they can come up with, let's do it. And let's make sure it's the right thing. Sean Daniels. I really hope Baron, Baron Corbin is on SmackDown tonight. He killed the main event for me. Once is enough for him being in three separate segments. Ugh. Also, talking of transformations, what's going on with Nikki Cross? Other than that, Raw was all right. Sammy taking Braun's place was a huge surprise. I mean, Baron Corbin could be on SmackDown. The wild card rule continues. Uh, we talked about Nikki Cross, so we don't need to we don't need to go uh, on about that. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Sammy taking Braun place was a huge surprise. That's why I liked it. I like being surprised. Not all the time. You can't overdo it. But I thought it made sense in everything they were trying to do. Frequently fly in the super chat. Always appreciate the super chat. Thank you so much. I may have missed it, but do you think Bray will actually wrestle in the mask or will they treat him like a Finn Demon 2.0 and bring that side out of him for special occasions? Frequently fly. You always come up with the good questions. I don't know. 
I don't know. I like the idea of having the mask as something to look forward to on big occasions. Because, I mean, we had three episodes where he was still weird, creepy. Maybe every now and then he could still be that cartoon, the kid's cartoon character. And then someone double crosses him. He becomes that guy. That's different. That's fun. I don't think as limited as they do for Finn. That's too limited. That's like me telling you I've got, you know, I can't think of anything. I can't think of an analogy. I'm too tired. But, you know, you ha I think you, you need to have, even if it's special, you can't just never have it on TV. It's like you buy a new pair of shoes, you never wear it, you grow out the shoes. You know, that's a waste of money. You still have to enjoy it for, you know, knowing what it is. And Finn Balor just doesn't ever do the demon character enough. I mean, he won against uh, Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania and just went away again, which was weird. So uh, no, I, I think balancing it more, but I like that idea. Don't over, don't, then you don't kill it as well. And then you can kind of treat Bray Wyatt as a special attraction because he can be both characters. He can be the new McFoley. And if anyone can pull that off, it's Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt got a bad rap, but that doesn't mean he wasn't good at what he did. He did. He was. we just got to balance it out. Um, Tom S. Sutton. So we all know that WWE has a massive roster. So what about we bring back WCW, something that WWE owns, and use it on the network and have a Nitro show and use Starcade and Halloween Havoc as your pay-per-view shows on a frequency that NXT do their takeovers. We can then have some people move over to that and use as big stars, for example, Finn Balor. This would allow Raw and SmackDown to keep their stars and also allow the bloated roster to breathe. Uh, your thoughts? The problem is, man, I, lo I'd lo I would love it if WCW came back. You would love it if WCW came back. But the 14-year-old who's just started watching wrestling, don't give two hoots about WCW. WCW died in 2002. Well, that was 2001. Before the end of the year, it was dead. Which is essentially 20 years ago or 19 years ago. And it's a, it's, it's a brand that we have nostalgia for, but there's no point rolling it back out. We should have done better with it. We all know what happened with the invasion angle. And maybe one day we'll do a big podcast about it because I've got a lot to say. And I imagine a lot of other people do too. However, it's, it's, just, it's, it's like saying, let's bring back... The XFL, well, we are bringing back the XFL. That one doesn't work. <laughs> that one doesn't work at all. I don't think bringing World Championship Wrestling back now would help anything. I think if you're going to create a new brand, you, I think you should just take NXT and invest all your money into that, to be completely honest uh, with you. So uh, I would go in that direction. But I get where you're coming from. Uh, Nick C in the super chat. Thank you so much. It was so great chatting you with you last week, Simon. Can't wait to do it again. Cheers. That's very kind, Nick. Uh, and thank you for coming on as well. Again, you can check out the last episode of the podcast uh, or the last, whichever one it was. I've done so many, they all blur into one in a good way, in a good way. But thank you so much, Nick. Thank you to all my patrons. And thank you to everyone in the chat right now. Thank you to everyone doing the super chat. Thank you to, to, to everything. Just a shout out, just seen that. David Ayers. I was three when WCW died. I imagine David doesn't care that much about WCW. Nor should you. Nor should you. Like, you can go back and watch it if you show wish, but there shouldn't be an emphasis on you to... You know, dip your toe back in the past that much. Uh, Tony Castrati. What do you think is the plan for Braun? This is a good question already. He didn't have a good year in 2018, and this year has not started any better. No, he didn't. He won. You're right. You mentioned the Battle Royal. That doesn't mean anything these days. Do you think Bray... Oh, 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 that's one question. Right, stop. Um, I don't know. There is a rumor again that I do think we need to talk about that... Braun, this is the, the quote that's going around. Braun doesn't do himself any favors. The spot that he got in trouble for, and in that battle royal, as you remember when Luke Harper was holding Ali up uh, in the suplex for way too long, they were waiting for Braun to come and smash them. Now, I get it, right? Wrestling is really hard. I know that firsthand. Again, thank you for everyone that said lovely things about my... Two things. They've said lovely things about my comeback match that is on Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel right now. And for all the people that went and watched it, just bless your hearts. You made me so happy. Thank you. I mean that so much as elated. Um, so I get how hard it is, and I'm never going to crap anyone for making a mistake. But I tell you who will, Vince McMahon, because uh, he's your boss. And because Braun Strowman was late and they knocked him off, he hurt, uh, Luke Harper then hurt Ali. It wasn't his fault. I don't know how much that ties in. It seems weird he'd been pun being punished six weeks later. But apparently he does other stuff too. And ultimately, that has derailed Braun Strowman's push. He was much better uh, booked before. Roman Reigns killed Braun Strowman as well. I always say, for me, the tipping point was that Elimination Chamber where WWE didn't know what to do. Braun Strowman had all this momentum, but Roman Reigns was the project. So Roman Reigns won the Elimination Chamber and Braun Strowman took out everybody else apart from Roman Reigns. And that, to me, was the... I think that was one of those things where we should have just gone, Braun wins, change the plan, and we should have done Braun versus Brock at WrestleMania. But we didn't do that, uh, so I don't know. Uh, shout out to Ivan I in the super chat. No question, Simon. Uh, always have a fiver for you. Keep it up. You brighten my day. You're all lovely people. Do you know that? 
And I, I hope I don't sound disingenuous when I say that, but I mean it. That is such a nice thing to do, especially because, like I say, the reason I push my Patreon in the Super Chat is I take all of this money and I try and sink it back into all my projects. Hence why I got this microphone. I wanted the audio to be better. Some people said, Miller, can you try and... Because I was using, not a cheap mic, but yeah, it popped a bit. And that is all thanks to you guys. So, and stuff like that, mate, you'll be, I'll be happy now for the rest of the day. I'm a simple creature. Uh, on with Tony's questions. Do you think that Bray can reach the WWE Championship or Universal Championship with his new look? I feel it's somewhere between Mankind and the Joker from Batman. Have an awesome day, you too. I think so. Look, he's back on, he's back on the radar. He, he just is. We're all talking about it. I called this after it. There's videos on what culture about it. I talk about it loads. The biggest thing I talk about in ups and downs because I had so much to say. Again, 15 minutes till ups and downs for Raw Live, 2 p.m. BST over and what go to wrestling. You just have to treat him right in the ring. You've got to book him right. You've got to come up with stories. You've got to make him have feuds that he comes out and he's successful in. And the whole time the other person is terrified and doesn't know what to make of the mask. And of course he can be Universal Champion or WWE Champion. It'll be a damn sight better than it was last time, which felt like it was done just to... He was a transitional champion. We've got to get it to Randy Orton and we'll filter it through Bray Wyatt. It really was the end. Uh, Tom talks rubbish in the super chat. Hand on the heart. If you don't know, you put money in the super chat and give you a hand on the heart. Don't know why. YouTubers just do that stuff, right? So that was my one. Thoughts on Stephen Larson? Oh, they're going in raw, guys. Lovely people. Um, helpful people. Always have nice things to say. Always supportive. Pleasure to meet them last year at All In. Simple as that. Two good dudes. Make me happy to do what I do. Uh, Garth Jackson. Do you think we'll see any surprises turn up at all or nothing? If so, who do you predict? I think you could probably get Dean Ambrose there. I think you do want some surprises allege Chris Jericho last year. Maybe that's how you get out of Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. I think it should be a clean winner. But if you really wanted to build something and Dean Ambrose running, I think you'd probably get away from it. Other than that, I can't think of any monster that was going to surprise. I think you only need one. The roster's already pretty good. I don't think you want to be too much of a swerve company. So I'd say Dean Ambrose is my big one. Other than that, it, it, it's all up in the air. Uh, Christian Brown. I decided, to, I decided not to add any questions today. I just want to say a few quick things. Okay. Hope this week goes better than last week did. Here's a hug. I'm always all good, but thank you, Christian. Take this for whatever you feel it's worth. But I went back and watched your in-ring return a couple of weeks ago. And my advice is, in situations like right before your first match in eight to nine months, it's okay to soak in the moment a little bit. I could be wrong, but from what I saw, it looked like just another match for you, like you were just there. Well... I love you, Christian, but that's not true at all. I had the time of my life that day, <laughs> and I always do. The only thing I'm guilty of when it comes to wrestling is sometimes I don't soak in the moment before I walk out there because I get so excited. But believe you me, I know how I feel for a few days after a match, and I'm the happiest man ever. So I appreciate it, but I promise you that I did. Uh, Inept Ginger in the super chat. Why aren't there more non-luchador masks? It's a, what a great question, Inept Ginger. There should be, right? I can't, I mean, just try and think of stuff at the top of my head. I mean, Cody Rhodes had his mask, you know, the disfigured one. We'll throw Bray in there. Oh, there's got to be more that I can't think of. You know, I can't think of anyone. Undertaker had his mask. He broke his orbital bone. Kane, obviously. That one works. There must have been some non-luchador wrestlers in WCW that didn't have masks. Did Glacier have a mask? I can't remember. I can't remember, but uh, hey-ho. Uh, someone did have a question, and it, it, was, it was retracted now. I don't know why. Whoever that was, thank you very much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. Um, but that's very, very nice. Uh, shout out to my man Frequently Fly again. With AEW announcing their TV deal, will you be doing any regular AEW reviews on what culture? You bet your ass. There'll be ups and downs for AEW TV. I mean, I hope I do get the gigs, but I don't know. I have to chat to the what culture girls. Uh, what culture girl? Oh my gosh. What culture guys and figure it out. But, you know, I'm very, I'm very passionate about ups and downs. Uh, you know, obviously SmackDown's moving to Friday. I'll do it. You know, I'm happy to do it. Again, I haven't had that conversation. I need to, too. But same with AEW. I'll, I'll, I'll do it all. I'll review all the shows. I'll make you sick of me. Sick. <laughs> but no, absolutely. We're excited about AEW over in what culture. I know some people don't like that. I especially am. So... Yeah, like there'll be loads. I promise you there'll be loads. Phil Tompkins, best and worst case scenarios for Wyatt's first feud. Got a feeling he will show up in the cage and take out Miz Sunday. Dude, you're on the same page as me. We mentioned uh, we mentioned Miz earlier. I just think Miz right now as a face, get him out of this Shane McMahon feud. I think it's done. And I think you can beat Miz and it still counts as a big scalp, but not one that's going to piss people off. And I think you need to treat Bray with kids gloves. The worst would be Roman Reigns because he's a face, right? 
and Roman Reigns wins. If he faces him, he loses. That's fine. But I think that would be the worst because I think it would hurt Bray and it would start making people roll their eyes again because that's what happened last time with Roman and Bray and we didn't get the payoff. Or put him against someone uh, who's a face. Who's, I mean, he could go to SmackDown and take on Kofi and beat Kofi. I think he'd beat him, though. Nah, I'm excited about all of this. Uh, Mike Depew in the Super Chat. Thank you. If you could resurrect one wrestler or manager, who would it be? Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, I think. Um, I think Bobby the Brain Heenan in today's wrestling world in his prime would kind of... It doesn't make any sense because he would be the reason for it anyway. But I think we need to try and bring back stuff like managers now. Wrestling being cyclical... I think, yeah, we've come to a natural juncture where having managers more of a focus would be ace. And I think Bobby the Heat Brain Heenan was the best. You know, if you put Bobby the Brain Heenan with a Curtis Axel or a who's under the radar that needs it, I can't think of anybody now. Of course I can't. But there's loads of guys that I think would benefit from that, especially a stable. Say you took people like Curtis Axel, Jinder Mahal, a bunch of other dudes that could offer something, but at the moment can't. And you made Bobby the Brain Heen in the focus. I think you'd be able to do it. So, yeah, that would be my uh, that would be my shout. Uh, Adam Mason, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I didn't watch last week's Raw and SmackDown until Friday, Saturday. I saw all the hate and thought, wow, it must be a bad show, but I liked it. Yeah, wildcard rule is a bit strange, but that's resting and it is WWE. Go with the flow, I say. Enjoy your week. Did you think the same? I was surprised about how much people hated it. I think in uh, uh, you know, in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, I was, yes, I was surprised. Let's just keep it at that. I didn't think it would be as hated as it was. It wasn't a good show, but I didn't think it was the worst Raw ever. But what do I know? Shout out to Tom Talks Rubbish in the super chat. Do you miss kayfabe injuries? I know I do. That's a great point. No, there is no such thing as kayfabe injuries. I was watching an old Raw the other day. I think it was Trish or someone got put through a table. She was off TV for three weeks because she got put through a table. You never get that now. Sami Zayn got crushed into a cube and he's been on both shows. <laughs> also on Raw, Braun Strowman was really upset that Sami Zayn hadn't been murdered. That's what he was pissed off about. Why aren't you murdered, Sami Zayn? Because uh, it's really bad. I do miss it, Tom. I really, really do. I think it would be... Imagine there was one match this weekend where we were selling a knee or an elbow or a head injury or something. Not head injury, but... And that would add just a little bit, just a little bit of a spin to the match. That'd be fantastic. I'd be well up for that. But we don't do it anymore. I don't know why, but we don't. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. We should do. Becky had an injury. Remember that? And that went too far the other way. Uh, Francesco Bozo. Hey, Simon. Hope you're having a great day. What do you think of Big E being off TV for a while? On Twitter, he said he'd be a prox two to three years. I cracked me up. And then superstar Billy Graham thought he was serious. Oh, Twitter. And what would it mean to the New Day? Do you think WWE will break them off? I don't think, I think he was joking. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he actually meant two to three years. I need to look into it more. But I think it was Biggie being facetious. Again, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments, please. Uh, I don't think it would affect the New Day. The New Day are... I don't think they ever want to be broken up. I think they sell so much merchandise that Vincent Mann is happy for them not to broke up, break up. You know, Kofi Kingston is in a great place right now. I think Biggie will get a big, big singles push eventually. Don't know what's going to happen to Xavier Woods, but he seems like such a happy dude with so many fingers in so many different pies. I'm pretty sure he's, he's content with his current position. New Day could be one of those people that's just around forever. And there's always a first, right? I can't even think of another group that's ever done that. It sort of doesn't have a breakup, but I don't think they'll do it. I don't think a lot of fans, especially kids, I still know a lot of my mates' kids love the New Day, man. They love it. When Kofi Kingston got screwed over by Kevin Owens, they were devastated. And my mate, two of my mates told me about how their kids reacted. I remember that's what wrestling's all about, when people really buy into that stuff. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I, it'll be interesting. I need, I'll look into that. I think the Biggie stuff... Well, I took the Biggie thing to be a joke. But if I'm right, I think he's off for, no one's off for three years. Mike Faff. I see Matt Riddle as a main eventer, but not the gimmick. Is he already doomed? It doesn't matter in terms of what he's doing in NXT. That's the problem, Mike. It all depends on what Vince McMahon sees him as. He does have a good look. He does a bit like a Von Erich. So WWE... Well, Vince will probably pick up on that. That could either help him or hinder him, depending on how he feels that day. But you know, Matt, Matt, sometimes cream rises to the top. And I think that Matt Riddle is so good, he'll be able to circumvent any problems. But I would have said about that Ricochet too. Although again, I think Ricochet is going to win money in the bank. We will do predictions later on in the week, but I think he will win money in the bank. I really, 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 really do. I, I'm not, not, no, don't, that, that's too much. I think Drew McIntyre's got a good shout as well. But I was watching Raw. It's just one of those weird feelings you get when you're watching quote-unquote sport. I'm like, I don't know, man. There's something 
something I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. And that would, if he does win Money in the Bank, depending on what he does with the briefcase, it does negate any of the Robert Roos losses or the Baron Corbin losses. It throws that all out the window because people are only see him with the briefcase and decide he's a big deal because most people that get the briefcase are a big deal. The key this year with the Money in the Bank is not to do what we did the last 48 months. Baron Corbin sucked. Braun Strowman sucked. Whoever gets it now has to have a really good cash-in that we pop for and we're excited about and we talk about. Um, the best ones are, are, are long ago, uh, which sucks. Uh, RM Radcliffe, very nice. He says, Simon, I just wanted to say thank you. You are my number one source of positivity on the internet. I hope you find spreading positivity online rewarding for a long time to come. You are appreciated. Cheers. I, I'm trying to focus more on those comments because I noticed that sometimes the negative ones get in your head. Not, I'd say nine times, but it's true. 99% of the time, I'm fine. But sometimes you have a bad day and they get in. So I want to make sure I start shouting them out as well. So thank you, Aaron Redcliffe. I appreciate that. That means a lot. I'm just trying to be as honest and transparent as I can be always. Uh, and you know, knowing that that's kind of resonating is good. Oh, my battery's about to die. Well, let's plug that in. Where the hell's the plug? There it is. I'm not going to do the whole be right back thing because my plug socket's right down here. I can just keep talking. And you can hear my voice from afar if I can actually plug it back in. But that's what live stream is all about. I'm a professional dude, but sometimes we just keep going with it. There you go, it's done. Oh, that hurt my chest a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else we really need to touch upon? I mean, we'll see what happens on SmackDown later with this wild card thing. I am still a little bit worried about the wild card, especially because um, it does feel like it's been thrown out the window uh, thrown out the window already, already, which is nuts. I will let me do. I will. Do, I meant to do this earlier as well. I'll do with some promoting as well. Uh, if you are, if you are sort of in the southern regions of uh, of England on May twenty fourth, I have a pro wrestling match for um, fights. I'm, I just realised I'm going to move my my thing. There's a bit of green screen showing. There we go. It's gone. I have a match for Fight Star Pro Wrestling. Can you look them up on the internet and find them? Come down and see me on May twenty fifth. I will be up at Defiant, obviously, for the for the No Regret show in Manchester. So please come down for that. And then I have a few more bookings I can announce soon too. Keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316. And if you can ever come to any of my shows, please do. I'd love the support. And I just love the fact that I'm back wrestling. Loads of people ask me that. It's just awesome. What I'm trying to do now is weird. I announced that I had these other bookings. And some people said to me, does that mean you're not working for Defiant anymore? I was like, that's like... That's the anti what wrestling is. On wrestling, you just work for everybody unless you get to a WWE or an AEW. So that made me laugh. I was like, wait a minute, what? I thought we were all aware of what wrestling was. Um, but yeah, if you ever see, okay, my Twitter is the best place to see it. But if you ever come down and support me wrestling, I would love it. It, um, it just feels good. I'm really excited about everything. I'm nervous too because, again, I think people forget I'm still green as grass. Oh, no, they don't. The internet doesn't at all. But I know that I'm green as grass and I need to get experience and get better. But hey, man, that's part of the fun. That's part of the journey. If I fall on my ass a few times doing it and you come to one of these shows, like one of the quote-unquote smaller shows, you can, uh, you can laugh at me when I do fall on my ass and I'll laugh at it too. I mean, I take it seriously and I want to get better. Um, but we'll see. Also, what about EC3? A quick note because I've noticed his name a lot in the comments today. Where the hell is EC3? I mean, he's done. He is done, which is just <sighs> unbelievable. It's genuinely unbelievable. Staring off into the distance. Also just realized that the tag team, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins went on. I should have given that a down. I only just popped. That was why I look. I thought, where's the tag team division? Because that thought, I thought about EC3. Then I thought about um, uh, Rockstar Spud. I can't remember. Uh, Drew Maverick, Drake Maverick, who he had a feud with EC3 for about two seconds. Well, it was his manager for two seconds or whatever the hell they did. He's gone because they had P.O. gone and we didn't even get the tag team champions on Raw. Mike Depew. Who would be best for the new DX, NWO, and Four Horsemen in 2019? I think if you're going to do a stable like that, you do it with the women. And you somehow get Sasha Banks back, Bailey, Charlotte, and, uh, and Becky Lynch. I know there's a crazy amount of storytelling you've got to do there. But it's what people want to see. It would be different. It suits a 2019 audience. We've never seen anything like that before. And it brings back a stable. Um, and I think they could be really dominant too. It's never going to happen now. Uh, I think the, the, the Sasha Banks thing makes that impossible. But hey-ho. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So Jason Petty mentioned, that's right, Sammy Callahan did challenge me to come to WrestleMania weekend next year and fight for Revolver in their uh, Pile Drivers and Pancakes thing. It's all up there. What culture? I'll do it. 
Never say no. On that night, let's start wrapping. Uh, on that note, I should say, let's start wrapping up. Thank you so much, for everyone, joining me today. I really appreciate it. We'll be back next week, and of course, keep an eye on the YouTube channel and all the audio devices for the second episode where we'll do money in the bank predictions. As soon as you see the end screen, please head over to What Culture Wrestling to join me live for ups and downs for Raw. We get into it and we get into it deep. You might see we, we smashed that. And again, please like uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316, Patreon.com for Simon316. Even give me a dollar; it helps no end. Uh, and subscribe. Please do subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're flying at the moment. And the, you know, YouTube benefits from the numbers that continue to fly. Be that likes, comments, subscribes, anything. So anything you could do, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. I love doing this every week. And I love that our audience continues, uh, continues to grow. I don't think there's anything else I've got to talk about. I think that's it. Enjoy SmackDown later. Hope you enjoyed Raw. If not, don't worry about it. It's over now. We can worry about it next week. Thank you to everybody that did donate in the Super Chat. And that's that. We get the mouse, we click on the little Streamlabs thing, and we click the ending thing. That's that. Cheers, guys. Love you all. Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show.